It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's the goal Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubble Lot Sports Podcast It is episode 255 and we are here to preview possibly one of the best games of the season so far. It's going to be the Cowboys versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 11 of the NFL. Sunday afternoon game, America's Game of the Week. Nothing special, right? But I think this was coming at the, the right time for both of these teams. We're coming off two really good wins for both of these teams. Cowboys get a dominating victory over the Atlanta Falcons where they just completely put out Great film, great play, just outstanding performance out of a Cowboys team coming off that huge loss against Denver. And then you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, who really all year long have been waiting to get back into that, oh, this is the Super Bowl team form you know, that we're accustomed to with a dominating win over the, the Raiders on Sunday night football. You know, the Chiefs are actually on a three-game winning streak, and you know, that that's that's great, but their performances in two of those three games have not been stellar. You know, the Packers game prior to the Raiders game, 13-7 win, your offense looked horrible, and you played against Jordan Love. You're going to beat them because Jordan Love can't play right now. And then you have the Giants game on Monday Night Football to where you squeezed by that one game, and Daniel Jones almost beat you. And that's a lot to say for a team that doesn't have Saquon Barkley and have no receivers healthy. They barely have anybody on the field right now. So to to really go into this football game with both of these teams feeling good about themselves, that's the best thing we could ask for for, for this matchup is that we want to see the best versions of these teams because if we see both teams really put together like we thought they would be or what we anticipate them to be, this is going to be one of the best games of the season, if not the best game of the season. I mean, we could see something very similar to the Rams versus Chiefs on Monday Night Football just a few years ago. And I know there's been a little bit of talk. I think today, Friday, as we're recording this, that this was the, the, the day or the anniversary that it happened. You know, it's not on Monday, but, you know, we were talking about the date. <clears throat> this was the same time that it happened uh, just a few years ago, so... I mean, what better way to celebrate that than for the Chiefs to have another great game against a NFC opponent that is looking to contend for a Super Bowl? You know, the Rams were that year, and you know it was possibly a Super Bowl matchup back then. It's possibly a, a Super Bowl championship matchup now because I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs will bounce back. I was never really complacent. Uh, with an idea of the Cowboys just beating a bad football team from Kansas City. You know, just maybe a month ago going into this football game or thinking about this football game, everyone's like, wow, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get blown out by the Cowboys if they play this team. And I'm saying just give it time. I, you know, we don't know what the Kansas City Chiefs can be in it. Any given Sunday from this point forward, they can bounce back and just find that rhythm again. And that's exactly what they got on Sunday night against Las Vegas, a divisional opponent, a desperate win in their division that implicates their playoff hopes. You know, this was a dominating win that gets them better into the AFC West. They are now first. They were last a month ago. And now they can consider themselves back in that playoff picture as one of the best teams, considering that 
Buffalo has had their struggles. The Raiders have now had their struggles. The Chargers, early contenders, now have their struggles. And we're not even talking about other teams. Like, like really, the one front runner right now for me in the AFC is still the Buffalo Bills. New England, who I believe would be back this season, have now found their rhythm with, with huge wins and dominating wins. They just came off the win from the Falcons on Thursday night where their defense is just absolutely dominating everybody. And they are so sound, they are so disciplined, and they know how to create turnovers. That's amazing to me. So New England, they, they have put themselves in front. But Kansas City, off a bad start, much like New England, it only takes one. It only takes one of those games to where you're like, oh, now I know what it feels like to have success. We've mentioned the, I guess, the comparison to uh, baseball players, the best in the league, like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, um, uh, Aaron Judge, guys like that. And you compare them to Patrick Mahomes where it's like sometimes you just go on a cold streak at, at, at the plate. And it isn't until you have that one night where you get two homers, a single, a few ribeyes, you know, like uh, it's it's that simple. And then after that, you're like, I see the plate differently. I, I have a little bit more discipline at the plate now. Maybe Patrick Mahomes needed that time to where it's like, oh, now I know what I'm doing wrong. But now that I've accustomed to that or adapted to that and had success against the Raiders, who have been a good defense so far this season. They've had their their struggles with everything going on in the organization, but they're still a good football team. So for him to have that success, they did go at him a, a different way than some of these other teams have to where, you know, like the Titans, they, they've done a lot of, you know, zone coverage and filled up a lot of those gaps in coverage. Uh, same thing for the Buffalo Bills, the Chargers, the Ravens. They've played Patrick Mahomes differently from other teams and the Raiders play differently than some of the other opponents in the AFC. And I, I think that was just a bad game plan, a bad scheme. Um, maybe they just wanted to give them a different look so they wouldn't anticipate the same thing over and over again. But like, if you're finding success on one of the best quarterbacks in the league, like Patrick Mahomes, and it's consistently throughout the season you've seen that, why would you give them a different look? I, I get that, but I think the game plan would have worked for the Raiders because they have that pressure up front with Max Crosby and guys like that. And then in coverage, their secondary has played particularly well this season. So for me, it's kind of weird that the Raiders played that way, but it, you know, we'll see what happens. It's always a divisional rivalry that switches things up. No, nothing ever goes this, the way that you anticipate it when it comes to divisional games. And that's, that was the case last Sunday night. For the Cowboys, though, they're feeling really good, feeling back in, in form, but I think now they're pissed off. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the Chiefs would be the ones wanting to beat the Cowboys to really prove themselves as, as contenders or a good football team again to kind of make a statement of like, okay, we've had our struggles, but it's time to make people believe in us again, I would have thought you were crazy. This was a game from the very beginning where I said it's a loss. Just take it. Same thing with uh, what's another game for the Cowboys. I, I thought New England was a game to where they were just like, oh, chalk it up. You know, that's a loss for me. And now here we are. You know, it, it feels like we've swapped places and the Cowboys are the dynasty 
or the final boss and everybody wants to beat them to prove themselves like, wow, if we beat them, we're in a good spot. And now the Kansas City Chiefs are the underdog. That's where Mike McCarthy and his coaching staff has to take this game out the window and take all the publicity, the media out of it and say, guys, you are still the underdog. Have you won Super Bowls? Have you been to a AFC or NFC championship? Have you been to the playoffs consistently and make deep runs these past few years? No, 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 and no to every question from that point on. You are still the team that has to prove everybody wrong. And, and that in the media, if you go on ESPN, if you go on Fox, you're going to see all these different analysts and say, this Cowboys team is for real. They are contenders and they should be someone that you watch out for for the rest of the way. I know everybody's saying differently, but you got to say it in your own heart, in your own mind, that you still haven't proven anybody anything. That you are still the underdog, and according to the line, you are the underdog. You're a two-point underdog to the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because of one phenomenal performance out of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football even though they've had a really bad few months. When you've been the one proving everybody wrong, when you've been the one having phenomenal uh, or a phenomenal season so far, and you are coming off a dominating performance as well. No one's giving you that credit of, or in Vegas at least, of having the best offense in the NFL, scoring the most points in the NFL per game, and having the best, one of the best running games, one of the best quarterbacks, and a defense that has played more consistent than the Chiefs has. So, going to this game, I know it's going to be hard, and it's just a matter of how bad the Kansas City Chiefs want it, because for them, this is a huge game, not only for their morality and their mentality going the rest of the way, you know, go, looking at their schedule for the next couple of weeks. After the Cowboys, they get the Denver Broncos game. That should be a win and then you play the Raiders again then you play the Chargers so divisional rivalries for the rest of the way this can be a huge push for them to make a run at the end of the season because it's the Steelers the Bengals the Broncos their schedule gets a lot easier as the as the season goes on this is kind of the last game for the the Chiefs to where you're like oh if we win that I think we'd be in good hands the rest of the way because the rest of the way you're thinking to yourself we beat the Cowboys we outscored the Cowboys. We can outscore anybody in this league. If we can outscore the best offense in all of football, or your offense scores 40 points, your defense limits the Cowboys to less than 30 points, then you're thinking, we're back. You know, we, we finally got over the hump. We're back, and we're in good shape. So this is a huge game. And it's also like, you got to think that way about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, for me, have had, let me think, the Patriots game was a huge win. And that win is mean a lot more than it did a few weeks ago. The close shootout with the Bucks means a lot for Cowboys fans and for the NFL uh, right now. Well, maybe not right now, but I, I still think that will hold up in the end because it is the Bucks. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going through some rough patches, but they did last season. Guess how that turned out for them. And then, of course, the Atlanta Falcons game to where not only did you beat them, you beat the brakes off of them. And 
it, it's like the Patriots did the same too, but the Cowboys just destroyed them. I think I think it just broke the Atlanta Falcons with that Cowboys game. So those three games, Bucks, Patriots, and the Falcons game, all have different meanings. You have the tough loss, but against a contender, a Super Bowl champion, that you can hold your head up high. You got the really gritty, really ugly win in overtime against the Patriots on the road. That just means a lot for your football team. You're like, oh, we squeezed that one out. But, you know, we we made it through adversity, through all the different stuff that happened that game. And then you had the breakout performance that you make everybody know who you are. And that's the Atlanta Falcons game. If you can just accumulate all of those different games into this game against a former Super Bowl champion, a great offense, a great quarterback, and a rising defense that over the last few weeks has improved tremendously with some changes to the secondary, some movement up front, and the addition of Melvin Ingram. I think Kansas City Chiefs are, are finding their rhythm defensively, and that's huge for them because I feel like the only way that you stop the Kansas City Chiefs is if they br- beat themselves and if their defense does not show up, which history speaks for itself, has not shown up a lot. You know, they had that really good run in the playoffs during their Super Bowl run uh, where I thought their secondary was one of the best in the NFL and they really stepped up to the plate alongside Tyron Matthew. But over these last few seasons since then, really disappointing really giving up a lot of big plays and they don't know how to stop the run the last few weeks they've done a really good job of that but have they really faced a team to the same caliber as the dallas cowboys the only real team that you can consider to that point for the the chiefs in their schedule are the titans they got blown out 27 to 3 the bills 38 to 20 the Ravens, 36 to 35, that was very early on in the season. But even then, I don't think the Ravens are as good as the Cowboys right now, in my opinion. I'm not high on the Ravens right now. But if you really just want to take some comparisons to the to the season, Titans, Bills, the Chiefs lost to both of those teams pretty handedly. I mean, it wasn't even close. So for me... Either this game is going to go one or one of two ways. It's either going to go to where it's a defensive struggle and it's like the cliche of like two really good offenses and then they only score six points in the first quarter. My gut feeling is saying that it will go that way. I think it'll be 6-3, at the end of the first quarter. I'm not saying that it'll be particularly between... Uh, the score for either one of these teams. Like, I don't, what I'm trying to say is that the, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be up 3 0 or the Cowboys are going to uh, be up 3 0. Like, I, I don't know how it's going to go down, but I feel like the points are going to be spread out like that. And, th- and then it'll pick up as the game's, uh, game goes along. But you could also think that this could just be a shootout and it'll be a damn good football game to watch. And I really hope it is. You know, I'm expecting it to be a defensive struggle where you're like, wow, like these defenses are playing really good, but it's also a combination of that and the offenses just don't look good that day. Or, eh, you know, Kansas City goes out first, they score a touchdown within four minutes, and then the Cowboys are like, all right, we'll uh, we'll uh, take some time off the clock and uh, we'll make it a seven-minute possession. We'll run the football with Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, 
and uh it's going to be very important for the receiving game because Amari Cooper will be out due to COVID. He's at least, or he's going to be out for at least the next two games because they have that Thanksgiving game just a few days after. But he's going to be out for sure this game, uh, putting on the COVID list today. So that's a tough loss, but you're really appreciative of Michael Gallup coming back and playing really well in his first game back last week against the Falcons. And then you have Cedric Wilson, who has been really good since the absence of Michael Gallup. So I think the receiving core for the Dallas Cowboys will be fine. So I think the offensive powerhouse for both of these teams will still be a, a not a concern, to, to lack of a better term. So expecting a defensive struggle that will pick up as the game goes along, but hoping for a shootout firework fest for both of these teams, because I think they're capable of that, and their defenses have plenty of holes, have plenty of weaknesses to attack on. For the Chiefs, it's, you know, they can't stop the run, and if you can win the battles when they are in man-to-man coverage, which C.D. Lamb can, they, they can definitely get some big plays down the field with Dak Prescott playing at the level that he's playing at. Because the two or three really good quarterbacks, four if you count the Chargers game, um, against Justin Herbert, when they play against really good quarterbacks, they give up a lot of big plays. For the Cowboys, I don't know how you tackle Tyreek Hill. I don't know how you catch up to Tyreek Hill or how you tackle uh, tackle Travis Kelsey. You don't really have a concern over the running attack for the Kansas City Chiefs because they just don't have one. They really don't. Ever since Clyde Edwards-Alaire has, has uh, been injured, they have not given a crap about the running game. And that's been a huge concern because that affects the passing game. That forces Patrick Mahomes to be a little more forceful and a little bit more aggressive when it comes to making a play. And he starts to do a little bit too much. And that could be the case this time around because Micah Parsons playing defensive end, he won't give you a lot of time against a lot of young offensive linemen uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs offense. And if your secondary is playing at the same level that they've been playing at, Jordan Lewis had the best game of his career really last week. Anthony Brown proving me wrong. And if he continues to play at this level, I'm really impressed by his play. Tre- uh, Trevon Diggs is always a turnover machine. And Patrick Mahomes has been creating a lot of turnovers. So I, I'm just... I'm worried about the the uh, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey matchup because they did a very good job of covering Kyle Pitts. And when Cordell Patterson was on the field, they did a good job of him covering him in coverage. Um, so that, that's a good thing. Uh, usually the Cowboys are pretty bad at covering or trying to tackle bigger, stronger guys. And they give up a lot of big plays off that. And they don't know how to tackle consistently. They've had their games to where they do it. Some games that they don't. I hope this is a day to where they they know how to tackle. Because it's very prominent to the success of this football game. And winning this football game. I I just don't know man. I really don't know. This is one of those. I think this is the first time this year man. I think this is the first time this year. To where I feel good. About where the Cowboys are. And if it comes down to a loss, I'm okay with it 
because I expected this game to be a loss at the beginning of the part, uh, beginning of the season. And if they just play good, if they continue to play how they're playing and just continue to do what they do, and they just come up short, I, I'd, I'd still be proud of this football uh, team. I, I, I really would. And it's not going to be a thing of me being upset or angry and coming on this review uh, Monday afternoon or Monday night and saying like, oh man, like we're, we just took three steps forward with the Atlanta Falcons game. Why are we taking seven steps back against Kansas City? I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think this happened. This is going to be the first time this season and maybe in a long time to where I just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to enjoy this football game. I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to be a, an NFL fan. I'm just going to be a football connoisseur and just let, sit back and enjoy the show. I I want that for myself. And I I deserve that. I'm just kidding. I, I'm really excited about this football game. And I'm really excited the Kansas City Chiefs blew out the Raiders on Sunday night. Because it, it, it gives them that confidence. It would be... It it feel really good if the Cowboys went to the football game against a battered, really disgruntled Chiefs team that just can't find themselves right now. They don't really have an identity. Patrick Mahomes is struggling. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd feel really nice if that was the case. But you can't always get what you want. And I know deep down that the Kansas City Chiefs are still a very good football team, and it's still fucking Patrick Mahomes. These are two quarterbacks that are going to be dominating for the next decade and it's going to be so fun to watch them do their thing around the league but against each other i'm i'm really excited i am really excited the last chiefs game where the cowboys came up on top and i didn't think they had a chance to win the football game whatsoever and they came out with a win i i was elated i i was just so happy and, and so shocked but I was like, during the game, I was thinking, hey, you know what? They're playing good. They're actually surprising me with how good they're playing. So let's just enjoy the ride. Going into this game, I feel the same way. So as long as it's not a blowout and, and the offense looks terrible, this comes down to the offenses. And I'm looking at the ESPN homepage right now, and it says, Marcus Spears saying, Cowboys Chiefs will be one at the line of scrimmage. We haven't even mentioned something. Look, I always joke that Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, listen to this podcast. And for years, years, ladies and gentlemen, years of hard work and dedication on this podcast. Episode after episode, review after review, video after video of just annihilating this Cowboys team, but especially this one player, especially this one guy, Connor Williams. I have criticized this man from day one and said that he is not good enough to be on this football team, to be a starter on the offensive line. And I said, give Connor McGovern a chance. Give him a chance, please. I'm tired of seeing Connor Williams have holding calls and being a terrible left guard. I'm telling you, Connor McGovern should be the starter and deserves a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to say that at this very moment, Connor McGovern will start at left guard for the Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday of week 11. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. 
the Cowboys organization has reached out and have not, they haven't blatantly say or haven't blatantly said that, yes, we listen to the Bubble Up Sports podcast. They haven't said, yes, we've heard your concerns and yes, we've heard your voice that Connor Williams is not good enough. We have taken your word and evaluation of Connor Williams and said, maybe he's not wrong. Maybe Connor McGovern, who has shown us that he can be a good blocker as a fullback, as a wide receiver, as a as a d- damn Taysom Hill piece in this Cowboys offense, thanks to Kellen Moore, he finally gets his chance to play left guard. Years, years of speaking my voice, of speaking the truth, and it all comes down to week 11 of the 2021 season to where Connor McGovern gets his chance to play left guard and prove that he is better than Connor Williams. Prove that Bubba Lutz is a damn good podcaster and he knows his damn shit. Connor McGovern, I am rooting for you. I am rooting for you 100%. And I will be behind you every step of the way. But if you disappoint me, I have nothing left to give. I have nothing to show for it. The Cowboys win on Sunday. And it's thanks to the great play. Tyron Smith looks to play at left tackle. Lyle Collins looks to play at right tackle. And Connor McGovern at left guard. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the moment we've all been waiting for, especially myself. The best five offensive linemen for the Dallas Cowboys will be on the field on Sunday, and I am so excited. Connor McGovern gets his chance, and he gets to prove me right. This might be one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. This might be one of the greatest accomplishments. I'm I, I, I'm, I'm rambling on, but look, it, it does come down to the offensive line. It does come down to the, uh, the line of scrimmage. It really comes down to the Cowboys offense. If you score 30, history speaks for itself. And the stats, it goes your way that if you give up or you score 30 points, the Chiefs will most likely lose. They have lost a lot of games this season by giving up more than 30 points. They gave up 36 to the Ravens, 30 to the Chargers, 38 to the Bills. They gave up 27 to the Titans. That's close enough, right? The only game that they've won by giving up 30 is the Eagles game where they scored 42. I think the Cowboys could score 42 as well. Your offense is what matters because the defense complements the offense. It's not really the other way around for this Cowboys team. The only success that the Cowboys defense will have is... If you start to put points up on the board. And this is really the same success that the Kansas City Chiefs have had for many seasons. Remember after the, the Bucks uh, Chiefs Super Bowl uh, in February? To where I said, you know, no one would really talk about how bad this Chiefs defense would be if the offense scored 40. You know, if Patrick Mahomes just put up another four touchdown game and did what he did on a daily basis... No one's going to say, wow, this Chiefs defense is absolutely terrible. All all of a sudden, we're just, for for some reason, I'm starting to see that the Chiefs defense is not that good. They've never been great. They've never been good. They've just been helped and assisted by 30-plus points by Patrick Mahomes. 
They've always done it. It doesn't matter how many points you give up. They can give up 24 points in a quarter against the Titans. But guess what? In the AFC Championship, oh, well, the, the Chiefs can score 24 points in less than a quarter. They can just come back in the game by the time it's halftime. That, the defense has been saved by Patrick Mahomes and that offense. And they are still in a very similar place. Without Patrick Mahomes scoring touchdowns and giving up turnovers and throwing interceptions, this Kansas City Chiefs defense isn't going to do you much good. Same goes for the Dallas Cowboys. If this defense has to be on the field for a long period of time and their offense just goes out there and gets a three and out, well, you're just going to have a bad day because Micah Parsons can't do everything. Trevon Diggs can't get you four interceptions. It's the offense that gives that confidence to the defense. And if Dak Prescott's saying, look, guys, we just took the ball down the field for eight minutes and we dominated their defense and put up seven on the board. We give you plenty of rest. Now we put them on their heels. This is where Patrick Mahomes starts to make mistakes. This is where he starts to feel like, oh, I got to do something. I got to do more for this football team. And, and it tends to go the way of him throwing a pick, doing too much, throwing off you know, balance and as he's falling, getting tackled by whatever, you know, he's going to throw that ball down the field expecting, oh, Tyreek Hill will be there. And that's where Trevon Diggs will have some success and say, I'm just going to play Patrick Mahomes. I'm I'm not going to play one-on-one against Tyreek Hill and, and just base it off his route. I got to watch Patrick Mahomes. I got to watch his eyes. If I watch his eyes, when Micah Parsons is getting pressure on him, he's going to make the mistake and I'm going to be there. But guess what? Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis are starting to get that confidence as well. So maybe they can make a play as well. I'm very excited to see how Dan Quinn plays this. He's not going to play the dumb route of how the Raiders did it. He's going to play like the Titans did, like the Bills did. He's a very, very smart gentleman. He's done really great things so far. And I feel like he's going to have a lot of belief. He's going to add some confidence to all these players to where they're like, this is our game plan. You are going to succeed if we get this game plan down. So, no Demarcus Lawrence. No Randy Gregory still. It's up to Micah Parsons and Terrell Basham, Dorrance Armstrong. Guys who had really good performances against Atlanta to step it up once again against Kansas City, excuse me, where that offensive line has proven that they are not perfect and they can give up uh, a lot of pressures, a lot of hits. And they've been playing good, better, as of late. We're really just in the last week. It's really more of an improvement in their defense that you've seen that. And they've squeaked by in a lot of those games. But the Raiders game, it proved dividends that like, yeah, they can be good. They can be really good. The Cowboys, I, I mean, CeeDee Lamb's going to get a, a lot of attention. And he's still going to get the targets. But this is where a game for Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson can just really make a difference. I could really see Cedric Wilson have a a lot of responsibility and a lot of opportunities to make big plays in this game. And Michael Gallup will have the advantage because he doesn't have the, the number one corner for the Chiefs on him. Or he won't have the safety help uh, like Thornhill will be on CeeDee Lamb because they'll double cover him most likely. And then this could be a game to where Dalton Schultz or, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. How do you say his name? McEwen? McEwen? McEwen. I think it's McEwen. McKeon, something like that. These tight ends can find holes in the middle of the field. 
you know, Don Schultz has been silent as of late, but this is the type of game to where he can have some success because those top tier guys are going to get the attention. They're going to leave Don Schultz kind of out to dry. But if he doesn't get blown up by a hit and he's not scared to get hit, if he's open, he will make some plays. And I think Dak Prescott will have a field day against a zone coverage uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense. I really think he can have a lot of success. This could be a huge game for Tony Pollard. He's too quick, too agile, too elusive for this Kansas City Chiefs defense. He could have a huge day all around. It's just a matter if they are locked in. If they are playing the same way they played against Atlanta, it'll be really hard. This will be a game to where Kansas City has to keep up. And you've never been able to say that over the last like four or five years for the Chiefs. But the Cowboys, if they have that same punch, that same aggressiveness and say, we're going to take the ball first, we're going to score first, and now you got to catch up with us. If the Cowboys score first, I think it'll be really difficult for the Chiefs to keep up. I really think so, because that's where Patrick Mahomes will be forced to do more. And I've seen plenty of games to where that goes in favor of the defenses, to where they can create turnovers. If the Cowboys end this game with no turnovers, they are definitely losing this football game. They have to create turnovers in this football game. They have to. Even if you are up, even if you are leading this game at any point and you don't have turnovers, I'm still going to worry. I'm still going to think at any point this could change. But if you get that interception on the first drive, if you get it to start off the third quarter or in the fourth quarter, you get that late pick or fumble by Micah Parsons. I'm telling you, man, they desperately need more than ever turnovers in this game. And it can't just be Trevon Diggs. It's got to be other guys as well. And they've they given me some help and some hope that that can be possible. If there's a zero on that turnovers column for the Cowboys, Kansas Chiefs will win this football game, hands down. Cowboys got to come out aggressive. On the road, Arrowhead Stadium, it's going to be loud. It's going to be the toughest place to play this season, really. I, I think New England was tough, but... It doesn't even compare to what Arrowhead is. If you can shut them up early and teams have had success going into Arrowhead and playing good, then I think the Cowboys can have a lot of success here. Is there anything else we can talk about? There, I don't even write these down, people. I just I go off the top of the dome, you know? Top of the dome, Connor McGovern. Mari Cooper being out. Those are the huge storylines so far. But Chiefs are back? Question mark? I don't know. But it's it's really weird to see that the Cowboys are the team that the Chiefs are trying to beat. It's not the other way around. It, it's really interesting. It doesn't feel right. I'm really excited for this football game. And I think a lot of you are. Because I, I expect a lot of you to listen to this before the game. Man, oh man. Cowboys can win this football game, man. Uh you know, some some might say, oh, we beat the Chiefs. They're not as good as they were, you know, the last few years. I still think this is a huge football game for the Cowboys to win. This one, and now with the Raiders falling off, the Cardinals game is really the only one left. I'm okay with the Cowboys losing this football game, but it's just a matter of how they perform. And it comes down to the predictions. I haven't even thought about this all week. Everything is telling me, influence-wise, 
from what I've heard from analysts, experts, I want to be persuaded the Cowboys will win this football game. I want to be persuaded. I really, I really like these group of guys, man. If you ever want to just have a smile on your face or just have a, a, a nice time watching something, go watch the sounds of the game for the Cowboys. You know, they put them out every week. I listen to them on the radio on 105.3 The Fan. And they put them on like every Wednesday, I think. But what was it? What were they? They were, I think it was the CD Lamb, like the, the shoulder dance that he was doing after his touchdown. And CD Lamb was talking about it. And then there was also like the cornerbacks talking about, um, uh, they were talking to their to their defense backs coach, and they were just having a, a nice time on the sideline. Anthony Brown was like, you know, "I'll make them know who I am. I got, I, I got this. You know, I got to prove a lot of people wrong, but they don't know the smoke. You know, just go listen to that man. It's just it's so special. So something, it puts a smile on my face, seeing this team because they are loving." coming in every day at the facility and, and Sundays they they're just so ready they're they're so excited for Sundays and it's it's showing in their play I'm telling you man this is a special group of guys it might be more special than 2016 I really think so guys I think it's time to believe I think it's time to believe that this is going to be a really, a really special year. Bubba Bunch, I'll take the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys 42 to 35. Oh, is 42 too much? I think 42 is too much. 34 to 31. I'll take 34 to 31 Cowboys. I'll do it. Oh, man. No matter what happens, no matter what occurs on Sunday, it's a great time to be a Cowboys fan. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 255 of the Bubble Let Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, watching, listening. Um, it, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's It's been a really, uh, really rough week. It's been... I, I'll be honest, I quit my job because I, I I was so tired of listening to them tell me what to do. And I have my reasons and I, I'm I'm very grateful to be in the position that I am to be able to do that and not worry about money. But that doesn't mean that I just stop, you know, trying. I I have my reasons and I, I don't know if you guys ever want to hear it, you know, my excuses or the reasons why. Maybe I'll get into it. If you guys want to hear it, let me know in the comments down below. Hit me up. You know, tell me like, oh, say the story or, you know, let it like tell us what happened. I'll let you know. But, you know, I'll save that for another day. We're already running long. But um, I, I'm just, I'm happy to be in the position that I am right now. And I just, I want to have this next week to myself to focus on my mental health. Uh, focus on making myself better and getting prepared for the next job or the next opportunity and watch some Cowboys football. I'm ready for this game. I'm anticipating this game, and I hope you guys are as well. Thank you so much. 
We'll see you next time on the Bubble Let Sports Podcast. Yeah. Hold on, tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring? If the best player